0: You're listening to the Bring the Light Podcast, episode number 38. Hey, this is Liz Watt. Do you know you have a light within you just waiting to be shared with this world? Everything we do in this life either increases or diminishes this light. But as we become more aware of this light, this light can become our ultimate guidance emotionally physically and spiritually so I want to ask you do you want to take a journey with me do you want to take a journey together and bring our light to this world if so let's shine for all to see okay so this is week two and I kind of want to go over some of the things that last week that we talked about. Last week we talked about our hearts and how our hearts will not fail us. And that if we listen to our hearts, that's what's going to guide us. Brenda, did you have any experiences this week of listening to your heart and noticing that difference that happened? I did. I was
1: pretty
2: sick.
0: Oh, I'm sorry about that. I was sick
1: this week and so i had to concentrate on what i was feeling because i didn't want to feel (laughs) but i was even then i was aware of what things um uh, made me feel happy that was my heart you know what things didn't so so I, i was thinking about it
0: yeah because the our heart is the one thing that will guide us to the right direction And it will not fail us. And so even when doing this class, I was just asking Heavenly Father, which way should I, you know, what should I teach first week? What should I teach second week? And it was really strong when I started to pray that I needed to first give the foundation of what the heart is. Because that's not going to lead us astray. Another experience that I had was that um, this last, I'd say, month or so, probably month, two months, it has been. There's been some really um, just hard things that we had to deal with, and sometimes you think that <laughs> that it. That whatever comes to you, you can deal with, or you also think that it's going to be what takes you down, right? And, um, I know Sasha with your husband, you probably have had many of those moments. Actually, we're on the
2: uphill now. (laughs) That's good.
0: But we got to a point where it just felt like we didn't know where to turn and it was just crippling. And... I prayed and I was just was like, Heavenly Father, I need you. I need to kind of, I need to have that peace, but I need to know if this is going to be okay. Because if it's not going to be okay, then I need to prepare in other ways. And the Spirit just made um, my heart leap forward. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. It gave me the peace that I needed, but it let me know that what we were doing, we were on the right path. And and from that point on, I did not keep that burden on me anymore because the Spirit had already told me that it was going to be okay and that I did not need to um, figure out other plans or anything that it was going to be okay. and. Probably like last week we got the news that everything was okay, and um, At that point it was really hard on my husband before this because he He never got that feeling and I'm not saying that he didn't ask but he also had put himself in a situation to where it was really hard to fill the spirit and so I was okay though because the spirit had already had told my heart that it was going to be okay because I felt that leap forward, and what a blessing it is to be able to really tune into your heart, to be able to feel that. Last week we went over the, we went over this scripture Doctrine and Covenants, six thirty six, and it says, "Look unto me in every thought, doubt not, and fear not." And That's what we're gonna do this week. We are going to look unto him. We are gonna see what he wants us to see because when we look unto him, then we, in every thought, we doubt not and we fear not. Sasha, do you think you could read that quote from Heber C. Kimball?
2: I can, I have my glasses on. Okay. (laughs) To meet the difficulties that are coming, it will be necessary for you to have a knowledge of the truth of this work for yourselves. The difficulties will be of such a character that the man or woman who does not possess this personal knowledge or witness will fall. If you have not got the testimony, live right and call upon the Lord and cease not till you obtain it. If you do not, you will not stand. Heber C. Kimball.
0: So when I read that, I've, I look at that, you know, it's kind of like what President Nelson's quote that he gave, that we have to have, we have to put in the work necessary to gain the truth that we need to have. And if we don't, then we will not stand. There's going to be hard times, but we have to get to the point where we can know without a shadow of a doubt that the Spirit is speaking to us, that we know what we are doing is true and right, that when these difficulties come upon us, that we will not fall. Okay, uh, Melissa, do you think you could read that one?
3: Yeah, I have people in my house, so it's not probably gonna be very quiet behind me, but um, the time will come when man will not be able to endure on borrowed light, each will have to be guided by the light within himself.
0: This is another true statement that we have to have our own light. And that's why I think it's so important that we focus on the spirit and what this spirit is teaching us. This next, um, This next slide, you see a whole bunch of numbers. And they're numbered from 1 to 60. And what I want to do is I want to do a little activity with you. And what I, what I want you to do is I want you to start with one. And I want to see in one minute how if how far you can get to 60 with finding the numbers. So I want you to look at this. We're going to go for one minute. Okay, ready? Start. Okay, Stop. Okay, so do you guys want to tell me how far you got to?
2: I only got to eighteen.
1: Seventeen.
3: I only got to (laughs) thirteen.
0: I couldn't find (laughs) fourteen. Oh, there it is. Okay, okay. So we see this slide. It was really hard to get to to where you're going, right? It took you a full minute to get to the highest one. We got to was seventeen, right? Okay, now I want to show you something. See this, see this slide right here. This slide now is broken up into quadrants. In the top right hand for- corner, you see the one. If you look below it, you see the two. Oh! If you look to the left of that, you see the three. And if you look to the right, to the top left, you see the four. Now I showed you a pattern of how these numbers are set up. Debbie, I know you're just joining us, but we're trying to get to see how far you can get. Before when there was no lines, the highest number that somebody got in one minute was 17 seconds. So now what I want you to do is now we're gonna go back and I'm going to do it another minute and we're gonna see how high you can get knowing this pattern. Ready, start. All right, stop. How far were you guys able to get with this one?
3: 41. 32,
2: 37. I wasn't sure what we were doing. I think I got till, I to, to 11.
0: <laughs> but well, I didn't have had, my
2: glasses to start. So Debbie, gave me you
0: were just like them in the beginning though. So <laughs> the thing is, is that when we look for patterns, then we see how God speaks to us. We see, we soon see evidence all around us knowing the this pattern that we looked at we were able to see exactly how where the number was placed and where to go next and that's what i kind of feel when we are looking at how god speaks to us if we're looking at our heart and how our heart is jumping forward like we did last week or we look for him and we see evidence then we're able we're able to see evidence all around us of how God is speaking to us. Did you have an experience where a tragedy happened, but God made something good come from it? Okay. So I'll first share my first thing that I wanted to, to have because when we look at a situation differently, then our, it's kind of like our mind starts to open up a lot more. And we start seeing that pattern of what God is trying to teach us. Jace was on his mission. He tore his ACL for the, for the third time. He was only out for 18 months and he came home. We thought just because he was on a mission, um, he was going to have his knee operation paid for through the church medical. And so we just started to do what they told us to do, sending him to appointments, comes out, finds out that that the church medical decided not to pay for it because he had had an operation three years prior to that on his knee. Now, when he did this on his mission, it was because he, was ex- he had the flu for two weeks and his body was extremely weak and they had they could only take bikes around and they were he was in a really hilly place and so to where his body was very very weak and his muscles weren't able to be strong enough to hold his knee together when he pushed down on a on his bike to go up a hill it tore and so anyways like i said he ended up having to come home now the other day we were talking to this lady we were at one of my son's wrestling matches gage's wrestling match and she ends up telling us that her dad is is elder Schweitzer. he is over the church medical department for the missionaries and all of a sudden i look at my husband and his eyes kind of rolled because um we had talked with Schweitzer times through this and then there was when he wouldn't talk to us about the situation I could see that she was getting a little uncomfortable with the situation but I told her I said I want you to know that because that did not happen did not go through the the church medical system that there was miracles that opened up in in our life and in Jace's life and because of that he is able to have a stronger testimony that um, of miracles and he's able to see God in his life so much more. So I don't want you to feel, you know, feel bad that that didn't work out to where he did not was not able to go through the church medical system. We ended up sending him to New, to New Zealand to have surgery there. Caden we'd already had sent there before but this time we were able to send Jace. And while he was there. He, we didn't know where he was going to, where he was going to stay. Two hours before his flight left, we had somebody that commented on a post on Facebook saying that he was going to be, he's in Australia, but he's going to New Zealand the next day and he would love to hook up with Jace since he's going to be there. Well, it ends up to be that this guy that, that messaged us he was actually his paw on Trek the four years before that. And he had a business and he was going on a business trip and they were in Australia, but his business partner couldn't join him. And so he had a hotel five minutes from the hospital and he had two beds. So he said that Jace could come and stay with him. We also couldn't have just be released with somebody that, We had to be released to an adult at the hospital. And this guy said that he would stay at the hospital with him the whole time and just work there and he would take him home and he would be his parental supervision the whole time. There was a lot of miracles that just came down the pipe right there that Jace was able to get a stronger foundation of, of miracles. And if Elder Schweitzer had just approved that everything would have been taken care of because it happened on his mission and things like that and it was a mission related then um he wouldn't have had those experiences so sometimes tragedy happens to us sometimes we don't understand but if we look to a broader perspective of what's happening then we're able to see what God is actually teaching us. And at that moment, God was trying to teach Jace a lesson. He was trying to teach him that he is aware of him. He's trying to teach him that his, what he wants for him in his life is a lot bigger. And that he wants to give him these a stronger foundation so that his testimony in these times that come ahead can be a lot stronger. So for this class today, I want you to believe that that God is orchestrating your life every moment of every day. So if we look at these pictures right here, and I want you to kind of think of a parallel in your life. On the top left, it shows a picture of snow. Like, let's say there was a big snowstorm that came in and that you couldn't leave the house. You know, some people will say, well, I can't get to work. I can't get to work that day. But what could be the reasons why God wants you to stay in your house that day? What is he trying to teach you? Is if it's a snow day, does he want you to spend more time with your kids? Is there going to be your kids are always gone during the day, but maybe they can be there. And maybe he wants you to spend time with, you know, putting a puzzle together or you guys want to um be able to talk about different gospel principles what were those things that you thought about and learned during that day because you had a snowstorm that came in you know the next one is money money is one of the hardest things in life because if you don't have it it's really hard to live and there can be a lot of a lot of hard things that can happen if there isn't money or there could be a lot of hard things if there is over an abundance of money too. You can see that in different experiences. But if we look at, you know, we don't have the money right now, so we can't, we have to budget more. We have to be more um, deciding what we should spend the money on. What is God teaching you so that if he doesn't give you that money that you're able to learn? What are these different experiences that you are able to Learn from because you don't have that money first, married and stuff like that. I was able to um, get, we were able to get multiple jobs when we were in California. And my, you know, Shane was going to, to chiropractic school there. And between the both of us, we had five jobs. If we had an opportunity where somebody just paid for our schooling. And gave us a monthly allotment, then we wouldn't have learned so many things of when the Spirit was trying to to guide us and lead us in finding a job and um, working hard so we, that we could get that money and um, learning how to communicate with people because one of our jobs is that we were managers of apartment complex, and so. We really had to work for our money when we were at that age to be able to survive. And I feel to where we didn't have that given to us, that now we can teach our children so much more about working and what we need to do to, um, to work hard so that we can be benefited from that. Another one is just the lady um, walking in a grocery store. You know, I want you to think of, is there a moment that you had an interaction with somebody that you didn't even know? It could have been at the grocery store, it could be at the movie theater, it could be at the park. You know, is there a moment that you were looking at that, that you had where someone out of the blue taught you something? And if we look at the bigger picture, God put that person there to help you and to have you learn from them. And so you have to look at what is this person trying to teach me? What is it that God wants me to know right now? The bottom left one is a lady that's had a stressful situation. We kind of talked a little bit about this, but what are these things that these stressful situations that you're going through? What is the bigger picture here? We take our eye, we use our eyes so often on the, the physical things in life. But when we really look with our spiritual eyes, we can see the many blessings that are coming from that. And we can pick those out. I really feel that when we start to look at things with our spiritual eyes, then we start seeing life in a totally different way. We start seeing things as these, this internal, eternal perspective of life. The next one is a house. Did you get a house or did you not get that house? If you didn't get that house, what is the reason why you didn't get that house? What is it you're supposed to learn at the next house? If you got into that house, what, why is it that God sent you to that place? If anybody has any experiences, they're they're more than welcome to join in.
3: I actually have something, Liz. I, I've, I may have shared this, some of you may have heard a little bit of this before, but um, I had gone, I, and I think I mentioned this concept of how is this perfect at our last meeting that I had to leave early, and so I don't remember um, for sure, but probably like seven-ish years ago, maybe even longer. Um, I was in a car accident. Um, I had, sadly, I had multiple mishaps in the same vehicle over a period of a couple of months. And we had had to make several repairs to the body of the vehicle. This time I totaled it. The others were like, there was a pillar next to me as I was backing out of a driveway and I couldn't see it and it scraped along the front fender of the car and one of them I backed into something and it just like crushed in the back hatch of my van. And then I think sometime around that same time my daughter backed into a mailbox and it broke, it shattered the rear window Um, right where my daughter Dakota was sitting when she was probably three or four years old and uh, just one thing after another. And my husband had had it. And when I totaled the car, he was beyond (laughs) upset over it and just, and I just remember sobbing and crying for probably three days. And I had just learned about that concept of how is this perfect? And I remember just screaming out one day, I can't see any way that this is perfect and uh, I was really struggling and then little by little I started finding the ways that it was perfect. Number one, I found out that my husband hadn't even intended to keep I was thinking we were going to keep that van for at least two years and my husband told me well I was thinking of selling it in a couple months anyway. I did not know that. Um, Number two, because it was totaled, and because we had just put new portions on it, it increased the value, and while my husband thought that we wouldn't be able to get more than $500 for it, we got, about, we got almost $4,000 from the insurance for it. We had been doing the Dave Ramsey plan, and we had saved up $12,000 towards a new vehicle because, like I said, he was intending to get a new one, because of that $4,000 and some extra money we had in our emergency fund, we were able to buy a brand new vehicle for cash and not have to have a car payment. There were so many little blessings that came that when I was in the moment, I couldn't see. But because I had been taught that concept to to look for the way the Lord blesses us in our trials, I found many ways that um, the Lord had watched over us. None of, nobody was seriously hurt, including my son, who was in the back seat. Fortunately, we, we had one of those shorter bench seats in the middle. And the car, the, when we were hit, the car, it was on the side that was the opening to go get into the back seat. And so there was no seat there. My son was more in the middle. And so he wasn't hurt. This was um, would have been Jacob. When he was probably nine, 10 or 11 years old that, well, he had to be younger. Cause I think he was still in a car seat. He was still in like the booster type seat. And so anyway, there were just lots of things. And I just have thought since then, um, recently it's been on my radar to really seek, um, you know, that when it says, you know, ask and you shall receive, Knock and it shall be open, seek and ye shall find. If we think about that as like hide and seek, sometimes it feels like the Lord is hiding from us. But He's not. He's right in plain sight. Um, Mark, I think I've mentioned before, our family plays a game called Hidden in Plain Sight. It's a game my husband started during family night one year when I was actually sick and I had fallen asleep. I had strep and I had a fever and I could not stay awake and I fell asleep and they ended up hiding the they just found they got a little toy and they would hide it around the room in plain sight like it could be seen um, if you knew where you what you were looking for and sometimes it took a long time for us to find those things but they actually hit it on me that night that first night they ever played it <laughs> And now it's a favorite family game and we just find a toy, some little, you know, a car or a, you know, whatever. And we hide it in plain sight around the room and everybody comes in and seeks for it. And that's the one thing they're looking for. And when they find it, they get to sit down and the next, and the first person to sit down is the one who gets to hide it next. But we all, we wait until everybody has found it. And, um, I just love that thought that, that seek and you shall find, but seeking doesn't mean just sitting and waiting for it to reveal itself in our faces. It's, it's, we have to actively look for it. And that's what I've learned about that. Uh, how is this perfect and seeking the Lord?
0: And that's so thank you, um, Melissa, for sharing that, you know, it is when we start looking for what is it that God wants us to learn from that? You know, the last one is, just driving on the freeway and you have a prompting to go a different way. We don't sometimes even know what the backstory is of that. We don't know, but if, if it was to be played out, then we could, um, it would be interesting to see what that would be. Liz? Uh, Yes, Debbie. So
2: two quick stories. Um, One, with the money, when my oldest son was on a mission, was getting ready for his mission, um, I actually rear-ended somebody very slightly, but we ended up having to pay for it. It was the same amount as the money we had saved for his suits to buy for his mission. And um, anyway, needless to say, the, the guy... After we sent the check and sent the money to the guy, he actually sent it back in the mail and said, you know what, I don't really need you to pay for this. It's not that much. So we got the exact same amount of money that it cost to fix his fender back for his mission. So anyway, he just always answers your prayers. And then the other quick story, <coughs> this quick story is when I lost my husband, I didn't think I could find any relationships or anything better. And obviously, he's never going to be replaced. But the Lord has put so many friends in my path and relationships that I probably wouldn't have had if he was still here. Um, so he does bless our lives in spite of what we want. It's not always um, what we think we need, but he knows better what we need and what our mission here is for and anyway that's all
0: our our relationship between me and debbie has blossomed because of that yes too. it has
2: you you've helped me a ton <laughs> and i'm so you are on that list of many <laughs> miracles <laughs> and it,
0: that even though it was a hard yes, moment it was. you had still many blessings that and came and i, from I it.
2: still keep getting them <laughs> And one of those blessings is sitting here right with me, listening, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're here with us, too. Okay, this week, look for evidence that God is orchestrating everything. What if God is giving you signs that he is part of your life all day long? I think that when we start to focus on him and seeing how he is planning everything out exactly, that there is no coincidences, that he's putting people in, putting you in situations where you need to be right then, and we are looking to him, then we will see those, those, um, trails unfold upon us and we'll be able to see God orchestrating in our lives every moment of every day. A lot of times, like we talked about, we don't, sometimes we don't see the outcome on the other side of why something happened. But I kind of wanted to end on this that I had, um, when I do my prayer, a lot of times I'll ask God what he wants me to do to bless somebody that day. And I just had a feeling one day that I needed to text somebody that was in our ward. And But then I was like, well, what do I say? Like, what is it you want me to say? And I took that moment to sit there. Well, if I was going to text this person, what is it? What is something that I can say to them? How can I make that link? And I thought of something that I could make that link. So I just texted this person. And I just wanted to tell them how grateful I was about something that they, um, In their life and how grateful I was for the sacrifice and just just went on to say that she ended up sending me a a message back just telling me thank you and anyways I was in the primary room because I was the primary president at the time and we had to get a sub right then so I ran into the Relief Society room to try to find a sub and i opened up the door and this lady that i text was standing at the front and as she was up there she starts telling the story of what had happened and she knew she didn't even say that it was me that did it but she knew that that text came from god and i was able to be on that other end of feeling how grateful she was because I followed the spirit and that I didn't know why I was supposed to do this, but I did it. And for some reason, it blessed her life in ways that I didn't even know. And a lot of times we don't get to see that end result, but God was able to put me there at that very moment to experience that and how grateful I was that now I can look back on that and say, if there's moments that I don't understand, God does. He's the one that understands and that it is going to bless their lives in a way that I may not understand. But how thankful I was that I was able to see how it blessed their lives. Does anybody wanna share anything?
1: I had an experience yesterday, um, I was in charge of the music for for our state conference, and um, just hours before one of our meetings, the organist that was going to be there called in sick, and I had already called and asked every single organist in the stake beforehand to, to get my three, and so I didn't... I thought, what do I do now? I, I don't play the organ for this, so I can't step in. So I just said a little prayer and started calling some of them that I'd called before. And one said, um, find someone who already is familiar with that organ. So to me, that meant, okay, that's somebody that, from a ward that meets there. And um, so I looked through the wards, and I there was one person that I I called, she didn't answer. I texted to her and I said, "Besides so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so in your ward, is there anyone else I could trust to do this? And she answered my text, I would say within 30 seconds. And she said, I'm in the temple, I'm dressing for my, my shift. Um, you know, the phones are turned off in the temple. <laughs> but she said, I was just moving my phone and I saw your text. What do you need? Text me. I've got two minutes. So she gave me a name. I called that name. She said, I'll run right over and practice. And she did a beautiful job. So afterwards I found out and talking to her cause I didn't know her before. She's been, you know, six months ago, the Bishop asked her to start learning the organ, only six months. And she said, but I am, I've been praying to be more useful to the Lord. So I think I, you know, I found her, she wanted that. She was, she's been praying for that experience. And now I have another great person to work with, but the Lord was in that moment. The answer came
0: right from the temple. And I was there yesterday and she did, she did a beautiful job, Brenda. And thank you for sharing that because. Heavenly Father is in the orchestration of everything. And for that to be able to play out exactly the way that it did, it actually started six months prior to that. That story did that where she was able to come and share her gifts with all of us.
1: She's in a ward where there's so much talent, she wasn't being used.
0: But now Brenda can put her to use, huh, Brenda? You <laughs> all right, well, this is, um, The end of the class for today, but I want you to to look to see evidence all around you that God is trying to teach you something, that God is trying to put people in front of you to learn whatever you need to learn, to um, see how this could benefit you and benefit your family, benefit those around you, and see how... He has orchestrated everything in your life for your learning so that you, and in, in the end, can return back to Him. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you want to take your search for light to a higher and more meaningful way? visit me at yourjourneyofhealing.com where you can find more info on courses, retreats, and virtual mentoring. If you'd like to book me to speak at your upcoming conference, retreat, or get together, send me a message. You can follow me at Facebook under Liz Watt or Instagram under Liz Hills. Let's share this podcast so we can make this world a brighter place. I'll see you on the next episode because you are important. You are needed, and you, my friend, are loved.